Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Big Blue with JQ, hosted by Jack Quartararo and Thomas Sinergia, a New York Giants football podcast that focuses all on the New York football Giants. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Premium, so make sure, tune into an episode and check us out at Talking Big Blue with JQ. Happy Victory Week once again. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. The boys are here to celebrate a victory week once again. Giants beat the Panthers 25-3. to A very interesting game overall, Tom, I will say. There was a lot that went well for the Giants and a lot that went really bad for Carolina. Sam Darnold ended up getting benched halfway through the third quarter, I believe it was. So overall, it was just a, a wild Sunday, and at halftime, it was... Five to three, the score. So that just put that into perspective as how that game went down. Tom, how are you, my friend? I'm good, man. No, it gave me definitely gave me vibes of the Seattle game from last year, where I think we were up. Yeah, I think we were up five nothing at halftime. They were no or Seattle we were, was up five. Seattle was up five nothing at halftime. Gave me big vibes from that game, except we were just in the situation we were in where we were up five three. Weird, man. We, the way we were talking about it, I said we were going to get shut out. You, I think you thought we were going to lose as well. And we went out there and just kind of spanked them around for 60 minutes. Donald looked terrible for now the third game in a row. So all of a sudden, they're 3-3. Three and three. They were 3-0 three and oh, looking like one of the best teams in the conference. Now they're 3-3 three and three looking terrible. And, yeah, the Giants just for some reason put everything together with a severely depleted roster. But – I figured it out, man. That's the way pro sports work these days. Just when you think you got it all figured out and you think certain things are going to happen, the opposite happens. You know, this this was like the San Francisco game last year. They had nobody. So me and you thought that the Giants were going to whoop them. And then the Giants lose by 30. So now, you know how many people I'm sure picked Carolina in Survivor Pools this week? Every yeah, week. I don't have I, – every. I always say that. I, I should probably pull up the numbers, but yeah. So many people probably picked them because the Giants had everyone under the sun hurt besides Daniel Jones. And they got it done, man. They won 25 to three. Don't know how that happened. And that's it. We won. It it doesn't feel real. It's Tuesday night. It doesn't feel real. It does not feel real because just the way the game went, it was like, why is this happening like this? Like, like you were saying in our game preview episode, I talked about how the Giants weren't going to score until there was like a minute left in the fourth quarter and they were going to be getting blown out. Obviously, they proved a lot of us wrong, I think, on Sunday afternoon because we haven't had a lot of hope for this team, Tom, a lot this year, especially being 1-5 and five going into this game. They're 2-5 and five now. And, yeah, by the way, Carolina, they started off 3-0, and and now they've lost actually four in a row, Tom. They're 3-4. and four. So could we say Sam Darnold seeing ghosts again? Wow, wait, so I'm losing track of time. That was week seven already? Yes, sir. Season always flies by, man. Yeah, no, clearly, I don't know if it, I'd say you could you could say it's only a Meadowlands thing, but clearly he's done this for the fourth game in a row now. Yeah, seeing ghosts, man. The ghosts are back. Um, obviously, you know, McCaffrey's been out, and I think they actually showed the graphic during the game. His numbers without McCaffrey, his numbers with McCaffrey and his numbers without. But still, like, the mistakes he's making, that goes beyond McCaffrey being out. You know what I mean? 
And but enough talking about them. Can we talk about our guy? Our guy who made one of the greatest plays that I've ever seen by a receiver, and he's the quarterback. Talk to me. Break it down. Honestly, I don't even know where to start with that play because I get all like the Philly special vibes from that play because it's literally like the same exact play, except uh, Nick Foles went in motion before the snap already happened. But just to see how that play broke down and then the route, even Daniel Jones talked about it himself. The route he ran was not clean. He like stopped. Oh, God, he, no. He stopped. He hesitated, then went again. But but Pettis made a great pass. He made a great pass, and his dad was a former MLB player. They were talking about it on the broadcast, so I thought that was hilarious. He made a great throw. He put it right on the money. And then just to see Daniel lunge out and stick out one arm, catch it, bring it down into his helmet, kind of like David Tyree, a little bit vibes. Brings it down, and just, you know what the best part was? It wasn't even like the catch or anything. It's when Daniel got up after getting absolutely cracked. I'm not going to lie. He yeah, no, he got popped. He did get popped on that. He gets up, throws the, the official, the referee, the ball, goes right back to the huddle. Everyone's, like, jumping up and down and dancing and stuff like he just hit the lottery or something. And he's just there, like, you know, casually doing his job. That's what Daniel Jones comes to do week in and week out, Tom. The kid shows up. He does his work. He prepares. He gets ready for each and every game the same way. And he comes in, and he just balls out. And it's honestly just so much fun to watch him, especially because he shows no emotions. The kid is a stone wall. He's Eli 2.0, dude. Can you imagine if they tried to run that play with Eli and he tried to make that catch? The the field would have exploded. I don't think the Giants ever attempted that. I mean, no, they could Someone would would really want to look back from years past, all 15 years he played, 14 years he played. I don't think they ran a single one of those plays. No, Eli ran with a piano on his back. But anyway, um, that was the first play I saw on Sunday. I was watching Red Zone, you know, so the Giants game is on every once in a while. You see the safety, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I'm like, you know what? I said, said, we're for some reason winning. I need to see what's happening. I need to see why. So I flipped to the game. And that's the first play I see from scrimmage. So I let out a big, whoa, naturally, because I don't, you know, I don't normally see my quarterback going out for a pass. And when I saw him go up, immediately expected a tip interception, pick six. But he somehow came down with it. And then I saw, and then I saw him about to get hit. I said, well, he's going to be done for the year. Took the hit and caught it. And then, like you said, got up like nothing happened and just got back in the huddle. <laughs> I was I was really expecting it's like what they taught you in like English in middle school, like how like the book will climax and then it will drop off. I thought like the climax was like him going out for the pass. He's about to catch it. Everything's yeah. going great, and then he gets clocked, and then he he drops the pass and it's incomplete. And we're like, and oh, the well. game's over. We just ran that play and got our quarterback killed, and he didn't even catch it. But Danny Boy caught it. This kid, the amount of that he goes through with this Giants organization. He doesn't have any of his weapons healthy. No Saquon once again this week. No Sterling Shepard. No Kenny Galladay. No Kadarius Tony. None of his weapons are healthy. And what he's gone through behind this offensive line, who has lost three of its starters now, it's just sad. It's just really sad. But the numbers he still puts up are good. He was 23 of 33 for 203 yards. Nothing crazy. He threw one touchdown pass to Deontay Pettis, who had 10 receptions for 82 yards. So he had himself a day. These guys, all these, 
I will say, I guess I'll put it in terms of second string guys or backup players. They put in that work. Like Devontae Booker, 14 carries, 51 yards. He found his way into the end zone as well. He had a 19 yard touchdown run. These guys were able to produce. Jason Garrett had a good offensive game plan going into this game. And it just, everything worked out perfectly, too perfectly, I will say, right? Wasn't that weird? 20 That's what I mean, man. Like, when was the last time the Giants were up? By like two scores in the fourth quarter. It's just I again I, I don't I don't think it happened. I think we're being sucked into like a like an alternate universe because that just doesn't seem real. That the team we've been talking about the last month now for being so bad won at home. And for some reason Danny Danny's terrible at home. Wasn't this week. We you know it's crazy though, like we and this is our, I guess just to play devil's advocate. We talk about all the good things he he's been doing because he has been having a phenomenal year. We have to we have to acknowledge that the turn a lot a majority of the turnovers were not his fault. But like we but like we still don't score points. You know what I mean? You know field goals. Sure, the safety was awesome, but like the I feel like as many times as the as we move the ball down the field, the Giants just don't score. If that makes sense, they never score. <laughs> And also, I made a little brain fart. I read uh, Pettis's season stats. He actually had five catches for 39 yards. It was a crazy game, man. I mean, just and – and I think that I think that's the most take it and run with it win I think I've ever experienced in my life. It's crazy how all things worked out on Sunday. Everything went Everything. really, really well. Like, well, we can focus on the defensive, defensive side of the ball now if you want to. The Giants had six sacks on Sunday. Aziz Ojolari had two and a half. He has six total on the season. Keep in mind, defensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, just saying it could be a possibility with the numbers he's been putting up so far. Phenomenal Leonard, numbers. Leonard Williams had a sack and a half. Jabril Peppers had a sack. And, you know, prayers out to Jabril. He suffered an ankle sprain and also ruptured his ACL. So his 2021 season is officially over a guy who is playing on a contract year as well. I would love to see him back next year. I mean, he's really like one of the focal points on that team. He's a leader. He's a motivator. He does everything for that Giants organization. He's a guy you want to see a part of your team. Like for any team, like an example for any NFL fan out there, that's a guy you want playing for your organization, the team you root for. He does everything and is willing to do whatever. Obviously his snap count was limited this year a little bit because McKinney's been playing a bigger role which is going to extend even more now so prayers out to my guy Jabril get well soon and I hope to see you back in big blue next season yeah and it's interesting now because this was his fifth year option right yes sir so I mean sucks that it was you know it's a contract year for the guy and he wasn't playing terrible he was making some nice plays every once in a while and now his year's done so do they bring him back maybe I mean, obviously, you know, we're celebrating a win, but the Giants are still 2-5 and five and a complete mess across the board. So we'll see what happens a couple months from now when the offseason comes. But, yeah, it just sucks. You know, obviously, no matter how bad you are, you never want to see the guys go down. And it just seems like the entire team is dropping like flies. But the guys that are on the field are playing good. That The rookie from Georgia, man, I knew it because we, we talked about it when we did our draft recap. We thought that guy was going like we we thought they were going to consider him with the tenth pick. 
and they got him in what the second round. Honestly, I thought they were going to take him too in that first round. Even when they traded back with Chicago, I thought they'd take him then. And they were even able to trade back in the second round a few picks later, and they were still able to get him, which is yeah, unbelievable. Sure. And, you know, I, I said it, I think, three weeks ago, and the last two games he has showed up. Leonard Williams is starting to slowly play better. I think you said, what, he's got a sack in each of his last three games or three in his last two games or whatever. Yeah, he's, um, you know, a lot of people have been giving him um, the short end of the stick. I will say that he's actually been balling out this year. What are you got his numbers up? Because I was, I was probably the leader of that pack because, you know, the guy that you just paid a bunch of money to the first three, four games, he just, he, he just was non-existent, at least from what we could see. You know, obviously n- numbers always speak a, speak a different game. I'm sure you're going to, like, I'm sure, I'm sure that I promise you, I promise the numbers you're going to say right now are going to blow me out of the water. So shout out to Bobby Skinner for these uh, Leonard Williams stats right here. Make sure if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, go follow him. 2020 through seven games, Leonard Williams had three sacks, five tackles for a loss, and seven quarterback hits. In 2021, Leonard Williams through seven games already has four and a half sacks, three tackles for a loss, and nine QB hits. So for the people out there, even including myself, Tom, I was kind of a little down in the dumps about him. I was like, he got paid this guy, and we haven't seen the production that we saw last year. I was completely wrong, and I know a lot of other Giants fans out there are in the same boat as I am, and I'm happy he's proving us wrong. We were talking a little crap about him last year as well, and he proved us wrong last year too, so it's kind of like a silent assassin, Leonard Williams. Yeah, I mean, listen, keep doing that. Keep silently making an impact, putting up numbers, because that's, that. like, don't fix what's not broken. I don't want to get too excited and have him let me down, but I guess he's, for some reason, having a, a good overall year. So keep doing it. And, dude, I can't believe we're, what, three games through that six-game death trap we were talking about earlier in the year? And they've won. Yeah. And they've won two of them. Because technically, in their defense, the Panthers turned out to be nothing that we thought they were going to be after the first three games. So, but still, man, I mean, they beat the Saints. They beat the Saints. They lost two. They beat the Panthers. Obviously, the our expectations were huge, but they've, they showed us Sunday that, that, like, they can beat a team that's, like, equal skill level to them. It's not every week's not going to be a complete toss-up. So, you know, that they have two wins. I mean, if they can – I know because I know the, the post-buy schedule is a lot lighter. So just chase 500, man. The Cowboys are unfortunately legit. So I think the whole, you know, come week 11, 12, around Thanksgiving time, we're not, we're not going to be a game back at the division. We might be in second place because the, the other two teams are terrible along with us. It's It'll nice be- to see them win once in a while. You know, you're – first half of the season predictions, the episode we recorded over the summer might become more and more true than you think. You said you had them going four and five. If they win these next two games, they go into the bye week four and five on a three game winning streak. So think about I that. Will, I will do a cartwheel. It could happen. Oh, anything can happen. And look, like, like I know we're going to break it down on the next show, but you know, like the, the chiefs haven't been anything pretty at all. They actually look, horrible for their standards now i'm not going to sit here and say that the giants are going to go into arrowhead and win 
That's just that's just crazy talk. And it's not but, like saying you, you don't think like the Giants are like, like a significantly better team. They're not right. Better. No, no, God, listen. But the Kansas Giants City are, is is doo doo right now. Yeah, like the good. Giants are terrible. The Giants are a terrible football team. But what the Chiefs have been bad at, the Giants for some reason sometimes do good at. And Vegas has them. Vegas has the spread at ten. Do I think right now Kansas City should be favored by ten against anybody? No, unless it's like you know the Lions or something. Um, gonna be interesting, you know. Prime time, weird things always happen. Some random no name always starts shining out of nowhere. We Are gotta we save, getting? We gotta save this for the game preview. Yeah, I'm yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. My bad, my bad. Listen, you, you get exci- when you win, you naturally get excited for the next one. When you lose, like me and you are always accustomed to, we always just want to get this over with and just wrap it up and just call it a night and go to sleep. It's not the same recording after a loss than it is after recording after a victory. That yeah, which is the most captain obvious statement of all time, but like it, it's true. It's a lot. It's a lot better. I do have some more positives for you. We could take away from this game. Go ahead. James Bradbury only allowed one catch, and he also had an interception. Darnold just threw that ball right into his hands. Oh, I remember that. That was bad. They were mar- They were marching too. Carolina had a few good drives where they marched almost near the red zone or into the red zone and just could not get any points. It was unbelievable. They were close a few times to scoring, and then they would just either take penalties or get moved back yardage from sacks or just lost on the plays, and they just would remove themselves from field goal range, which was nuts. Touch on the offensive side real quick. Once again, Matt Parrott, zero pressures in 38 pass-blocking attempts. He's been filling in very nice. For Andrew Thomas at left tackle, we always said this about Matt Parrott. He would be a developmental player. He needs the experience, and this is the time to get it. Absolutely, look, you're gonna like the name I men- men- You're gonna like the name I mentioned next. Darnay Holmes, thirty snaps, only allowed two catches on seven targets. That's a Darnay Holmes we saw a lot of last year. I know and you year, called it. I said it last week. I know Rodarius Williams was a big part of this Giants secondary. Yes, he tore his ACL against Dallas. He's done for the season. But when Darnay Holmes has played, he hasn't played a lot this year, which has actually frustrated me a lot. He's been locked down. He really has been a force on this defense, and it resulted in a win. He was a big part of that victory on Sunday, and I'm just so happy about that because we like to see him on the field because he's a player that is easy to root for, a lovable guy. And he's just loved and endured by the whole fan base. He's the reason why they won. Nah, I'm just playing. But listen, the defense played a very good game, I will say. They held they held Sam Darnold to less than 150 passing yards. Obviously, I know Darnold got pulled from the game towards the end of it. But still, Darnold did kaput nothing before he was taken out of the game. Yeah, I mean, listen... You were right on the money. You said you said we need to see more Darnay Holmes because he's been he's been lights out. They put him in. He was lights out. And I don't know. Are they are they starting to turn a corner? Probably not because again we stink. But like, it's what like, Tom. What do you think about what do you think about this? Is this going to be the Giants team last year where they got hot right before the bye week? Yeah, I mean, together a few wins and then made this division more interesting. I mean, yeah. Could it happen? Absolutely, because it's literally the same exact team as last year, plus plus better people. It's not like they got worse on paper. If anything, they got better on paper. 
I don't, but you know, like guys like Blake Martinez and now Jabril, they're out, but still, um, could, could the second half, I told, I'm telling you, the second half of the schedule was a lot lighter than people think. They could take full advantage of that, but unfortunately, this isn't like last year. You know, Dak is playing. Dak's playing phenomenal. The Cowboys are legit. They're scoring points un- unnecessarily easy. And so, like, you know, could, could they could they make it interesting, the Giants? Yeah, but, like, it's not going to be a thing where we're going to be fighting for first place, if you know what I mean, because the Cowboys are good. They're really good. Cowboys would have to lose a few games, like the next couple games, to make it really interesting, which you yeah. never know. It could happen. Anything, like you said, Tom, in the beginning of the episode, the NFL works its magic in mysterious ways, and we saw it once again on Sunday. Giants won 25-3. to It did. I, I tell you, it didn't happen. I don't think it happened. You think we're in a simulation right now? I think we are, dude. Like, just things like that just don't make sense. Like, how did we just beat Carolina 25 to 3? JT was asking me, obviously, for the ones that, for the people who listen to this podcast, our, our friend, a good friend of ours from school, JT was asking me after the game, he goes, So are the Giants getting better or is Carolina just an awful team? I think it is a little bit of both. I think the Giants are starting to figure out things that they do good and they're going to try and start doing them more. And I also think the Panthers, I also think it's not really the Panthers. I think Donald is just not good. I think, you know, those first three games were unbelievable. They didn't necessarily play that good of teams. If you know what I mean, you know, they played the jets, the saints, and then the Texans. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's even worse than I thought. Yeah. So they played two teams that are going to have a top 10 pick in, 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 in April. And then the Saints, you know, division game, anything can happen, but they blew the Saints out. That was, that was, I think 20, 20, 27 to six or something. But, uh, Donald, man, I just don't know. It's one thing, you know, everyone has a bad game, but to, for it to be four straight games, where he has been awful, and you and like you said earlier that they took him out in the third quarter for an XFL quarterback, right? So you know, JT was asking. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, but I think it's honestly, I think it's more that the Panthers just got lucky, had a little beginner's emotional luck, and now they're just not good. Also, you know, their best players out. So how much really? How much, how much really can they do without literally one of the best running backs in the game? So I will say back to JT's points. I do agree with both. I think Carolina is definitely on the decline, but I do think this Giants defense really showed up for once. We finally yeah. got to see what were we, we were expecting this offseason out of that Giants secondary and that front seven group. We saw six sacks and an interception to go along with it. They just had Carolina flustered all game, and that's what you want to see. And maybe that's a little motivation for this team. Obviously, next week is a ginormous game, and I'm so happy it it lands on a Monday night like this because maybe you can get a few key guys back like Galladay, like Kadarius Toney. Maybe we see Saquon. Who knows yet? We haven't heard a lot about them, but it was happy to see guys like Evan Ingram, Darius Slayton, John Ross out there, Deontay Pettis, all those guys putting in work, Devontae Booker as well, and securing this victory. And I will say as my last regards on this game recap, 
I like what Jason Garrett did with the offense and had Daniel Jones rolling out a lot in this game because he knows the offensive line is not very good. There's no like hiding from it. Like everyone in the league knows that this Giants offensive line is one injured and two not able to sustain a block for a long period of time. So Jason Garrett was conservative, I will say, Tom, in a good way, having Daniel Jones roll out, hitting guys on these little routes, little intermediate routes, slant routes, curl routes, crossing routes, and it worked out to their advantage. And I will say props to everyone all around. It was a great game, a great win for this Giants organization, and I'm just I'm pumped for next week. The next For sure. And I think it's going to be awesome. Oh, it's, it's going to be a fun one because I'm a big you, – you guys know I've been a big Chiefs guy for – just because they're just so much fun to watch. But it's going to be a very good uh, preview. But, no, just to bounce off that and then we can wrap it up. I think it's – I think Sunday showed that Danny's healthy. I know he looked a little wonky against the Rams. That's because, you know, it, it was a head injury. It wasn't anything crazy. So when you see him get rocked the first play of the game and hit his head on the ground – not something you want to see but he definitely looked more alert more just ready to roll obviously he's making one-handed grabs out of nowhere it's fun to see your team do good once in a while i think i think we've earned that and i think the players earned it even more than us as fans yeah and you know it's like for a guy like joe judge like you need games like that like you need you need if, if for the sake of your coaching career and like your future with the team, like you need games like that where you just show up the whole game, dominate from from kickoff to the final whistle, and win. And because winning speaks volumes, and he won. So let's win again. Why not? Right? Why can't we do it? Couldn't agree more with you, Tom. Imagine if they were roles were reversed and they lost to Carolina twenty-five to three. All fans would be like. Matt Rule was the better coach. The Giants should have got him. This and that, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Doesn't matter. Judge went out there, got the win. Daniel went out there, got the win. The Giants defense went out there, got the win. 25 to 3. Week 8 upcoming. Giants are going to travel to Arrowhead, Kansas City to go play the Kansas City Chiefs, a very good team who is struggling. Very bad at the moment. A huge must-win game for both teams, and it's on Monday Night Football for the entire world to watch. Oh. Get excited. Get your popcorn ready. Daniel Jones, I got a good feeling about this game from Danny Boy. I just got a good Oh, God. Now we're going to lose by 30. No, they're not. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see what happens. Listen, we'll see you guys for the preview. Enjoy this little victory. May never see another one again. But, uh, hey, we'll stay positive. Why not us? See you next time. Peace. I like Tom said, enjoy every victory. You don't know how many you'll get in a season. <laughs> it's only 17 games, so enjoy every single one, no matter what this organization puts us fans through. The boys are signing out. We'll catch you on the game preview Thursday night slash Friday morning. Peace. Victory screech.